Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. Now, I'm very happy to welcome Mr. Bob Holes here. He's the drummer of Bob Holtz Fusion Collaborative. The album's coming out September the 8th, if I read that correctly. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to listen to it ahead of time. I love your remake of Chicago's Make Me Smile. I don't know how to describe it other than as, as if Chicago, Frank Zappa, Wynton Marsalis, the Tubes, and Steely Dan all got together in one room and decided to jam together. <laughs> I like hearing that because those are all the bands I love. I hear some jazz and it just sounds like people got in a room and started jamming and nothing's wrong with that. But this this album seems like it had a purpose. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. Well, it took four years to make this thing. Uh, you know, of course, we had two years where COVID shut everything down. Uh, and we kind of set out to do exactly what you just mentioned, more than just um a bunch of guys jamming, you know, improv uh, over jazz chords. We wanted to be a little more song-oriented. And then this one uh, brought in some vocalists. Some of the tunes, you know, we get into more rock stuff and a little bit of more contemporary type stuff. So that was the um, that was the idea to try and broaden the li- listenership instead of something, you know, real straight-ahead jazz. We wanted to kind of uh, see see how people reacted to it. And so far, um, everybody's been pretty positive. So, yeah, that's kind of how it came together. Well, tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a native of New York, upstate New York, Syracuse area. I got into the drums very young. I think I was about 10 years old. I had parents that would put up with all the crazy noise of a drummer. So they were supportive. When I got out of high school, I went to music school in Boston at a place called Berkeley College of Music. Stayed there for a while. I started playing out around uh, the Boston area in various bands and doing some recording sessions. And uh, So that's kind of where I cut my teeth initially in, into this business. After I got done at Berkeley, I moved to New York City and I was living uh, in, in the tri-state area, not right in Manhattan, but... Uh, going in and out all the time to play uh, and record. And at that time, back in uh, the 80s, there was a lot of activity, a lot of studios uh, in Manhattan, um, you know, coming off of the whole disco thing. There was a lot of uh, that that was starting to fizzle out. So it was a good time to be there. I started playing all over uh, the Northeast in various bands as a sideman. Then I wound up moving to Los Angeles. In L.A., uh, I started to connect the dots with a lot of um, other musicians that I, I ultimately wound up working with and collaborating with. Uh, so, yeah, just networking and and um, continuing to try and uh, build my uh, playing and compositional skills. In L.A., I, I uh, met Rob Stathis, uh, the, the uh, uh, executive producer of all six of my albums on MVD Audio, and Rob uh, and I have uh, you know a passion for uh, trying to put out quality music, something that's going to last, that people will enjoy playing, and that was kind of our vision. So uh, 
my first couple albums were with a, a guitar player by the name of Larry Coriel, who was a, a guy that kind of one of the first people to blend jazz and rock together back in the 70s. That was a great experience. I put two albums out with him. It's just been kind of a connecting the dots, Kyle. You know, I, I, you do a project, you meet some other people that are on the record, and suddenly we start talking about some the next project. So it's just been this uh, really nice progression of, uh, you know, collaborating with other great musicians and in many cases with people that, you know, I've always idolized for a long time. And wow, you know, here I am working with them. So that's kind of how it's been for me. And now uh, I'm out in LA right now. Actually, we're playing a concert tonight here in Hollywood, but I'm back. I'm living back in New York. Once COVID hit, I made the move back East. So that's where I am right now uh, living, but uh, coming back and forth, you know, as needed. Have you always had a love for jazz? Well, you know, not really. I, I, I started out, you know, as a rock drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people ask me, well, what kind of drummer are you? I'm, I'm basically a rock and roll drummer that got into jazz later. That was from sneaking into my parents' record collection and seeing these things and going, wow, what is this? Throwing it out. I go, oh, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, that's how I kind of got into the jazz thing. And then I, like when I worked with Larry Correll, a guitar player, I just liked the way he would blend the energy of rock and roll with some of the jazz chord forms to come up with them, you know, almost like a progressive kind of thing. So a lot of people kind of think my music borders on more uh, progressive rock. Uh, It's not, you know, typically your straight ahead jazz. It's electrified and loud. So (laughs) that's how I got into it. Well, you've got a lot of great players on there. I've had John McLaughlin on my show before. I see he's played well, playing with you and the bass player. I believe he played with the Rolling Stones. Yeah, he's with them right now. He's been with them for over thirty years, Daryl Jones. Yeah, it's been an honor actually. He and I did a we did a video a year ago out here in L.A. Uh, of that song "Make Me Smile," the Chicago tune. We went into Sunset Sound, which is a studio. Uh, it's recorded a lot of really big albums and. We went in there with, uh, I think it was like almost a 10-piece band, you know, the whole horn section, and did that song, and we shot the video, which is on YouTube, if anybody wants to check it out. Um, so, yeah, Daryl actually just, he was going to come down tonight to our show, but he just got called to go to Europe because the Stones had made that announcement about the new album, and it looks like they're going to play some more, so. Those guys are going to play until they're in the grave, I think. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with the catalog of Chicago's music, and I'll tell you what, I don't think I've ever heard a Chicago song I didn't like. What what narrowed it down to make me smile? Well, that was a a favorite of Rob Stathis's, the producer. He's the one that brought it to the table. Mm -hmm. uh, I had heard the song back in the day. I remembered it. I think he had seen someone else actually cover it a while back, too, and just started thinking, wow, I really love that. That would be something different to do. That's how it kind of materialized. Well, the singer's name is Elliot Yemen? Yes. Yeah, he uh, was a guy that was, uh, I think, 2008 was on the uh, um, the vocal competition show there. Was it American, American Idol? Idol? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think he won, but he, he was up there. He was one of the finalists, like num- number three. And that kind of launched his career. Since then, he's put out some albums under his own name that have gone cold. So he's he's had a good uh, run. He's now singing with a band called uh, Special Effects, mm. which is a, uh, I guess you'd call him a jazz fusion band. So he's he's still keeping busy, and he did a really nice job not only on the Chicago but there's a uh, original tune on the album uh, called Back to You. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he did, did a nice job singing that. Great singer. Uh, who's the female vocalist? Her name's uh, Diana Moreira. She lives here in Los Angeles. Her, her parents were both really well-known jazz musicians uh, from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Her father is a percussionist who's on, the, on that same track with her. Ierto, uh, who he played on, you know, with Miles Davis and a lot on a lot of albums back in the day. He's, you know, really well known. Her mother, Flora Purim, was a really well known jazz singer too. So, um, yep, uh, Deanna's here living in LA, and I, I, she's got a project called Identity, which is a, a band that plays around this area, and also we were lucky to get her. She's got a great voice. The album, I say, is incredible. Uh, do you have like a favorite on there? Uh, me personally, I like the tunnel, mm. which is uh, it's got some great guitar playing on it by uh, Dean Brown. It's, he threw some kind of effect on there, and it's it's definitely rock and roll with a little Indian uh, modality, if you will, in there. Some kind of weird scales that he came up with that uh it's like wow that's really different i like it a lot got a lot of energy Uh, i'll tell you when i was listening to a few of them i was like man i could hear steely dan doing this song and then you had another one and forgive me for forgetting the name but i swear it sounded as if the tubes had done it yeah this is definitely i love you know you you hear a lot of the rock and roll that's still uh you know that i've always grew up with in this stuff sometimes i listen to those tunes and i'm like wow i could write some some lyrics and vocals to go on those tunes too so uh you know it's not out of the question but yeah well steely dan it was always a big influence uh you know going back to when uh, i was at berkeley in boston they were you know the album asia came out and you know everybody was knocked out by that record well they were always perfectionists and they'd take forever to do an album because if they didn't like it. They were doing it over again. If they didn't like the guy playing, they might be out the door and they got somebody else coming in. Of course, Zappa was the same way. But it seemed as if you were in one of those sessions because it was very precise. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah.
Yes, and Steely Dan, I mean, as you remember, they never played live. It was just, uh, they were like a studio thing. Mm-hmm. How do these guys? How are these guys able to do it without going out and you know playing in front of people? But they had that market covered really good, and like you said, they were real perfectionists. They took the time to get it right, and it involved a lot of different drummers. Uh, some of which, you know, uh, like Bernard Purdy on there, and uh, and uh, uh, Jeff Picaro. People like that yeah. that played those records all went on to really have huge careers in music. Um, and then Zappa, yeah, well, I mean, that was somebody I got to see a lot and always really dug his, uh, you know, his approach and everything. And, you know, it was complicated at times. And then other times it was just straight ahead rock and roll. I just kind of loved the way he blended things. The guy I'm playing with tonight actually was in The, the Mothers with Zappa. He, for about a year, the bass player, Ralph Armstrong. Oh, wow. So he's got some really funny stories of working with Frank Zappa. <laughs> the hotel we're in here in, in L.A. right now um, uh, is where Frank put him up. He spent like a month here while they were making a record. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of cool stories of working with Frank and uh, how he went, you know, how he approached things. There was a song that kind of reminded me, I think it was Peaches in Regalia. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't remember. I say I just listen to the album i haven't memorized it yet <laughs> no that was the same thing i was thinking peaches and regalia i know exactly <laughs> and then the tubes uh, it's uh, i want to say like the completion backwards principle that was uh, my favorite album by then i, I always love those guys yeah everybody i think remembers them for she's a beauty but the musicianship on the completion backwards principle was it was almost as if that was their uh, sergeant peppers or something you know right do you have any other favorite bands me personally well i'm a big stones fan always have been love the beatles um yeah i I have an affinity for a lot of 80s rock stuff you know that's because that's when i was growing up and coming up and you know, I still love all that that rock and roll, and and then at the same time, I like uh, you know more. Um, I guess you would call it like the Yellow Jackets. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Kind of a real groove oriented, uh, you know, sophisticated jazz type funk band. I like that stuff too. And I always like great singers great female vocalists, anybody like that, you know, uh, Ann Wilson, she just played in, uh, in my hometown in, in New York. Uh, so, you know, heart bands like that, I always love. Has there been any obstacles that you've had to overcome in your life? Oh yeah. It's been a roller coaster ride, but it's been all good. You know, it's a, it's a learning experience for me, I guess, you know, you're not happy when you're going through it, but, uh, I always seem to come out the other side, uh, you know, and hopefully for the better. We all got got to deal with our parents getting older and all. And, you know, my mom in her last couple of years, that was pretty rough. But we, we did the best to take care of her. Those kind of things that we all got to deal with, facts of life. Uh, I was just glad I could be there for her, you. Know? But, you know, all in all, I wouldn't really change a thing, Kyle. You know, it was all part of the story. What do you do, like to do outside of music? I like skiing. I got into that here in LA. They got a lot of mountains around the area. Um, I uh, enjoy boating. I had a boat for uh, 25 years. 
uh, thinking about getting back into it. Um, yeah, you know, anything outdoors, just like getting out there, I'll, I'll still love to go see live music. That's for sure. That hasn't gone away. And hanging out with people, other musicians, people that like music. That's because it's kind of what I've gravitated towards, you know. I feel comfortable and at home with somebody. I can strike up a conversation with a stranger that's, a, you know, into music or a player. And it's like, you know, we got a common bond right away. So that's the stuff that uh, I'm still doing, you know. I thought it would go away, but it's not going anywhere. I still love going out and see bands. We went out and saw a band at the Viper here on Sunset last night. That was a lot of fun staying kind of in the middle of the whole rock and roll thing here in LA. You've got Make Me Smile on the album, and Chicago is one of my favorite bands. I've seen them in concert like four or five times, and they, even after 20 years from the first time I saw them, still plays awesome. I know. The, the horns, they've got this trademark sound, that horn section. It's, mm. To me, it's different than anyone else. There's just something about it. You know it's them right away. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is um, when we did the video here of that, you mm. know, with Daryl Jones, well, the keyboard player that I work with, his name's Bill Steinway. I'm playing with him tonight. He and I are writing partners going back on all my records. He's now playing with, um, with Danny Serafin's band, the drummer from Chicago. Wow. He's got a... Yeah, uh, he's got a band. They do all Chicago music. It's a big band horn thing. And um, when we did the um, the video, we had to get the horn arrangements. So uh, Billy got a hold of uh, of the drummer from Chicago, the original guy, Danny Serafin. He said, oh, yeah, I'll come to you guys. Here they are. He sent us all the, all the horn parts. It was just so nice of him, you know, very cool. Made it easy. Do you have a specific process when you write your music? Yes, with the, with Bill Steinway, the way I do it is I'll come up with a drum groove. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. I try and have each song on the record have a little bit of a different groove so it's not like monotonous sounding, different beat. Uh, so I'll come up with that. I'll come up with uh, the concept, the style I want. You know, I'll come up with the arrangement, you know, intro, verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse out that kind of thing um and then once i get that billy uh and then i'll typically go into a studio in my hometown and come up with some melody mm -hmm. then then i i send that to billy you know because we're not in the same town and uh he'll start thinking about some chords that will go with this and then slowly we just kind of work back and forth until we fine tune it into something that we like. That's how, that's how it's worked. It's just been this collaborative effort uh, of, uh, you know, kind of trading ideas on it. Well, I imagine it's got to be a lot more difficult writing more jazz oriented music, right? Well, that's the thing, you know, I have a limited uh, knowledge of jazz chords. I mean, I, I know some of them, but you know, it's not like I could sit down on a guitar and start playing things. So having a great keyboard player like that that really has all the you know, harmony knowledge and all that that that's what's been very helpful to you know so it doesn't take three years to write a song <laughs> you know 
<laughs> right. You have a sponsorship from uh, a, a, a drum company, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. A company called Canopus. They're uh, from Japan. They're a real high-end drum manufacturer. Um, I've really enjoyed playing with uh, their drums for about five years now. Mm. And um, they, um, you know, they kind of started out in the jazz world, but now, you know, they're making some big rock and roll kits that people are using in hip hop stuff. And they're, they're big, they're an international company. They're coming up in South America. Um, so I think their, their future looks bright. I, uh, on the symbol side, I um, endorse Peisty symbols from Switzerland. I got that endorsement through Carl Palmer, the drummer from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Um, I have a, a mutual acquaintance that knows him really well. The, the, their man, uh, Carl's manager lives in Rochester, New York, not far from me. And so uh, he helped out to get that uh, endorsement on the cymbals. And then recently I just started endorsing, I had drumsticks which are a pretty unique drumstick and uh, accessory manufacturer for the drum industry. They you know, not only make sticks, but they make like stick bags, uh, some cool uh, drum thrones, seats, things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun playing those. They're not made out of wood. They're a synthetic. A lot of, a lot of metal drummers who use them, like uh, the drummer from Poison endorses them, the guy from Metallica. A lot of, a lot of rockers are using them. Um, but I find, you know, you can play other styles of music on them. They're pretty cool. The album is, is going to be available on CD. Yes. It's on Amazon. Just punching, uh, Bob Holtz and, and all the albums that come up with this. The new one's called Holtz Stasis Collaborative. You know, a lot of people ask, well, what does that all mean? <laughs> well, we talked a little bit about Rob, you know, Rob is a, an executive producer, you know, he's worked with people like Stanley Clark, who's a real big bass player here in L.A. Uh, yeah, he's done a lot of movies and things like that. He loves the kind of music that I've, I've been focusing on. Rob actually sings a little bit on, on the new album. So he's not just a producer. He's also a performer. He's a great pianist. Um, so that's how we put this uh, the title together. Not to confuse folks, but... Um, I wanted to give credit where credit was due. It'll all be out, and I think, you know, all your streaming platforms, if you want to give it a listen, it's all going to be on there. And we've also uh, uh, created a double vinyl LP, so it's a, it's a double LP that's available. Um, that, uh, by order, won't be available till um, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, when When we ordered it, they told us some ridiculous turnaround time. They were like, you know, it's going to take forever to get it back. But like, whoever manufactured it turned it around really quickly. So um, the street date for the LP, unfortunately, is 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 in November. But um, I have both right now that, you know, and I've been listening to the CD and then listening to the double LP. And the, they're both good, but the the double LP, the vinyl, has something really smooth sounding, really nice uh, separation between all the instruments. It's a cool listening experience. Oh, and what is your website? Yeah, uh, Bob Holtz. That's B O B H O L Z Band B A N D dot com. 
What all social media are you on? Oh, yeah, I'm on all of them. Um, SoundCloud, if you want to go listen to a couple things on there, just punch in my name, SoundCloud, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, of course, uh, Twitter. Yeah, all the major ones. Yeah, if you just punch uh, Bob Holtz into your search engine, everything will pop up there. And there's, uh, I try and keep up the uh, website updated with any news and things, what's going on. Thank you, Kyle, for doing this. This has been great chatting with you. And maybe i look you up if we're ever down there. I'd love to come down and visit Austin someday. We're going to keep trying to make this music, you know, keep going. Um, tonight we're recording the whole show and we're doing a four camera video shoot. So we're hoping to get a movie out of this and, uh, and then a new live album if everything works out. So keep an eye out for that next year, maybe. That'd be incredible, man. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time and being on my show. And you're welcome back anytime. Next oh, album, God. you got to come back. Thank you, man. Great meeting you. I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, uh, please hit that subscribe button. I hope you'll come back. For my regulars, you guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace.